It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Isles Buzz Podcast. This is your one-stop shop for everything surrounding your New York Islanders. And now, here are your hosts, Dan Petru and Noel Fogelman. Dan, so finally, finally, we got some hockey to look forward to tomorrow night. Uh, the first round's over, everything went as predicted, and the Islanders open up uh, game one, you know, at home in Barclays against Carolina. And, you know, for a team that hasn't had home ice in 30 years, they have it in two rounds now. And in two different buildings. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, well, before we get started, yeah, if you listen to our – would you like to publicly apologize to Peter Morazic? Um, okay, Peter Morazic. Because you really gave them no chance of winning, and I believe you called him trash. I call him trash or garbage? garbage. I care. I think I called him garbage. One of those. Yeah, okay. One of those two. Yeah. Okay. Con- congrats. I'm giving you the floor if you'd like to. If you'd like to apologize. Okay. You know what? I- I'll man up. Con- congratulations to Peter Morazic on advancing. You're still not a good goaltender, and ah. you know what? I- I'm, I'm apologizing. He's apolog- not a bad goaltender. He's, he just no, knocked out the Stanley Cup to the champions. Right. Okay. He did. You're, you're absolutely right. But he's an average goaltender who is going to be outplayed by a Vezina finalist and potential Masters and winner in Robin Leonard and Thomas uh, Thomas Grice who owns Carolina so they have two quality goaltenders their goaltenders are Peter Morazic and Curtis McElhinney so whatever those are like AHL goalies yeah, right but there they've had them all year and it hasn't been a problem 
No, it, it has. Like, that's the thing. That's the thing, though. They all they needed was consistent goaltending because the last few years they couldn't make the playoffs. They had garbage goaltending. They've gotten above average, above league average goaltending, and now they're in the second round of the playoffs. This is a very talented team that we should not be underestimating at all. No, absolutely not. But you know, Morazic's numbers are a little shaky if you look at them. He's got a below nine, you know, nine hundred save percentage. Nine one four save percentage. That's not terrible. All right, but you know, in, in typical Isles Bows fashion, we neglect to mention our guest the radio voice oh, yeah. of the new york islanders chris king will join us in a few minutes to break down the series and um i just yeah. think this is going to be a tricky series because you know we mentioned it with kinger uh the islanders play, got wins against the hurricanes but they didn't necessarily play well against the hurricanes this year no they they held on in some of those games that's when uh they were just shooting from everywhere from the press box from the stands i the locker the first room. two but also you know you know they had a locker room yeah it was like the, yeah. it reminded me of the old was it the larry bird michael jordan michael playing jordan. game of horse yeah. in the Dallas commercial yeah yes. absolutely they were shooting from everywhere but that was also early in the season it was before the islanders really had that system down too yeah and i don't think they the last time they saw them was before the new year i believe yeah uh it was right. at the coliseum the okay. last game was at the Coliseum. And okay, they lost. all right. Blew it. Yeah, so okay, so it was like early, maybe January, but yeah, you know, the, the, we we talked about with Chris about the rest. Um, obviously, I th- I think the rest will totally help the Islanders. Um, you know, maybe not in game one, but over the course of the series, game, it will. Yeah, the, the first period is going to be interesting because I think the adrenaline of the the Canes, which they have, they get carried over from, you know. Washington really, you know, no sleep till Brooklyn. Pretty much that that's that's the theme for uh, Carolina. I think the Islanders can kind of withstand the first period and come out either with a lead or no score. I, I think the first you know first game one will be all right for them. Yeah, yeah, the first period's gonna be huge. First, you're right. The first ten minutes, um, and it'll be good to have it'll be good to be at home and have the crowd behind them because uh, unlike playing in Pittsburgh or playing in DC. The Hurricanes have an advantage playing in Raleigh. That crowd is awesome. Yeah, that, that, that's a wild crowd, and you know they went they went you know undefeated in the first round at home. Uh, but the Islanders play well on the road too. Uh, they it's, do. It's but a, it also helps when Pittsburgh sounded like a library, and actually at DC sounded like a library as well last night too. Yeah, exactly. You know they're like bully crowds those two places, and you know Carolina, much like the Islanders, don't know any better. You know they're a bunch of jerks, and the Islanders, you know the whole. Well, you know, it's a similar experience. Pitch, the, you, know, you know, Raleigh's a big tailgate town. Yeah. Uh, the way the arena is, um, it's, it's kind of similar to the Coliseum. I think it's the same. Yeah. But it is, the experience is there is some similarities there as well. Right. I, I was I was down there for the O2 Stanley Cup when when they played against uh, Detroit, and yep. the arena. It's a nice arena. That place is in the middle of nowhere. It is. Arena, it, yeah, yeah. It's pretty exactly. much like Uniondale. So it's a lot of similarities. Yep. Uh, of course, they're not playing in Uniondale. They're playing in Barclays. Uh, which, you know, is totally fine. We talked about with Chris. The crowd in, in the 2016 playoffs was electrifying. You know, that, that it was series, good. No, it was great. It was, it no, was no, great. It's going to be fine. Uh, the building is a building. It's the fans that make the you know the noise, the electricity. So it, it's going to be fine. You know, people can complain all you want. You know, they can have politicians writing to Batman. It doesn't matter. The fans will pack this place and it'll be electric tomorrow night. Yes, it will. It will. Um, are we also going to do a breakdown of John Tavares' summer? Am I yeah. being petty? Oh, you know what? Uh, no, you know what? Uh, I wasn't going to bring it up, but yeah, you know. I, we're I, yeah. I, I, I thought about it, but then you brought it up, which is totally cool. Um, we'll meet you at the flagpole, Mr. Dangle. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, that, that guy. And it's just, 
But you know, I, I, I find him amazingly entertaining. He, yeah, he, he's a little too much sometimes, but yeah, he, he, he definitely he's onto something, no doubt. But he, well, it helps that you know, you know, like in many years past too, our shows were better when the team was terrible because we were so angry and it made for entertaining content. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, the the, the whole three headed goalie thing. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, we got a lot of legs, you know, that, that whole year with, you know, Cappy yeah. and, you know, that's so Cappy and, and all that stuff we, we did was, yeah. But, you know, yeah. th- this series, the breakdown is, um, it's a little weird, you know, thanks to, uh, you know, the Barkley schedulers, uh, you know, traditional, you know, first two, you know, day off in between. Then there's two days off between games three and four. I think every series has that. But if this series goes the distance, you have games six and seven. Raleigh and then Brooklyn back to back, which it happens before, but and I, I'm just, obviously this event was booked in advance, but the reason why there's not a day off in between and it's nothing against the WNBA, but you have the New York Liberty, which I believe are owned by the same people that partially own the Barclays Center now. I think they. Uh, own, I thought the, oh, so they don't. They don't play that much anymore. <laughs> yeah, so they. I think, um, I think I'm right. Yeah, I, I, I think they still play. But I don't know where the hell they play, actually. But they have they have an exhibition game against the Chinese national team. So, okay. Okay. But when the Islanders were playing or opening up against Pittsburgh at the Coliseum, PGA Max was there. They booked the whole place. They canceled one of the days for the move the Islanders there. Right. I don't know. I don't know if anything's going on at the Coliseum that weekend. You can certainly move that game to the Coliseum, which is run by Barclays. Well, if they didn't move it, there's probably a reason why they couldn't. And like, I guess here's the way to look at it: is you're playing back to back six and seven. So let's say the Islanders are down in the series and they win Game Six and force Game Seven, and boom, you're at it the next day and you got momentum, right? Let's say you have a chance to close out in Game Six and then you lose. Well, boom, you get it out of your mind and play the next day. I, I don't know. That's the best way to look at it. And also, yeah, which is a great way to look at. It. Also, another way. Carolina is, you know, going to be tired. The longer this series goes, it, it's it's going to wear them down, and you know the rest is definitely going to favor the Islanders. So that's also another way to look at it too. Playing back to back certainly won't hurt the Islanders, and who knows, you might you might even see Thomas Grice one of those two games. Uh, you might, and we, you know, we talked to we talked to Kinger about that as well. Um, I'd kind of be surprised based off of how Laner played this in the first series against the Pittsburgh Penguins where he was one of the best players. Honestly, he was one of the best players on the ice at the same time. He really, outside of game four, didn't have a lot of heavy lifting to do. Um, so I mean, I'll, I'll be interested to see what they do there. Uh, I could see them going to Grice if Laner falters. But as of right now, I'm just running with Robin. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right there. Um, couple, a couple things. I think the matchups here are pretty close. Uh, the forwards... You know, but the, the, the first line is comparable, both of them. I mean, but the speed of Carolina could give the Islanders fits. Yeah, they can fly, especially the defensemen. Yeah, and that's I think that's that's gonna that could, that could be the wild card for the series because there's their defensemen. The, the Hurricanes have the puck a lot. Yeah, they have to get used to not not having the puck as much this series. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, Jacob Slavin can score. Dougie Hamilton, we know Calvin DeHaan. Justin Falk, you know, Brett Petrie, they, they have these guys who can definitely put the puck in the net and they have all, all year. And they have a very, very good defense, and that's probably 
their biggest advantage going into the series. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, coming up after the break, the radio voice of the New York Islanders, Chris King. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, and joining us now is the radio voice of the Islanders, Chris King. Chris, how are you tonight? I'm great, guys. How are you? Oh, we're doing great. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh... Game one, Friday night at Barclays. Do you need like a refresher? How do you get there? Yes, please tell me. I know it's uh, it's in it's in New York City, right? Somewhere in the in the in the New York City vicinity. Is that it? Yeah, one of the boroughs. I think I can't remember which one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just drive aimlessly around until I get to Brooklyn. I'll look for those forget about it signs and uh, and figure I'm close at that point. But uh, you know, you make a good point, right? I was just looking back today. It's been you know February 16th against the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, seems like a lifetime ago. That's the last time uh, they played a game in that building. So it will be a little unusual after, you know, having so many consecutive games, basically, you know, two months of nothing but games at the Coliseum to suddenly be back there. But you know what? It did have an incredible vibe in the 2016 playoffs. Uh, you know, prior to winning this series against the Penguins, their only series win in the last 25 years came in that building. So uh, I think it'll be fine. But, yes, I think we all might need a little refresher course on how exactly to get to Barclays Center. Right. And it'll be loud, too. A lot of people, you know, obviously you want to play these games at the Coliseum, but logistically, with the way it's set up, you know, we all know it can't handle the amount of television that is required now and radio and production and also media requests. Uh, I, I, you know, I just feel like the the fans will make the building, not necessarily the building making the fans. Does that make any sense? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it did. Like, as I mentioned, in 2016, uh, you just remember those nights uh, vividly especially in that Panther series right I mean yes. I go back to the very first game ever in the playoffs there game three with Thomas Hickey with the overtime winner and obviously game six you know John Tavares the double overtime winner that building was shaken to its foundation it was incredible and uh, it, it's more you know a revenue thing I think certainly when the building you know Brooklyn holds 2,000 more folks than the one on Long Island the building on Long Island has I think it's 11 luxury suites and in Brooklyn it's 101 so uh, that's a big part of it too but let's not forget, you know, in the regular season, the home wins were split right down the middle. They had 24 home wins, 12 of them in Brooklyn, 12 of them at the Coliseum. Obviously, they did their job at the Coliseum in the opening round against the Penguins going 2-0. and And now they got to, you know, try to follow up suit here and do the same, at least in the first two games against the Canes. Right. And they've had, it's going to be 10 days off since they last played a game. The, the Canes, you know, coming off that thrilling double overtime win. I mean, they're going to be, you know, going into Brooklyn all on adrenaline. Uh, how do you think that's – do you think the rest is going to hurt or help the Islanders tomorrow night? Yeah, I – you know what? I, again, talking to Barry Trotz today, talking to a lot of different players, they think that first period is going to be the hard one. The current players – and also I chatted with Butch Goring about it this morning at Islander practice. And uh, he said that first period is going to be the hardest one because, as you mentioned, the Canes are just riding high on adrenaline. 
Although, you know, they played a ton of hockey to get through yeah. Washington in seven games and have that seventh game go double overtime. Uh, you know, so how much will they have left in the tank? I know I just listened to Rod Brindamore's press conference from earlier today, and he said, you know, that's going to be their biggest problem, to try to put it behind him and move on because it's still so fresh in their minds, uh, having just done that last night. But, you know, all the current Islanders, Barry Trotz, Butch Goring, are all talking about get through that first period, get your legs back, get through that first period. And especially Barry was saying, you know, as the series goes on, uh, he felt it could certainly be a major advantage for the Islanders in that, you know, let's say we're in games three, four, five, six. They, at that point, should be a lot fresher than the Carolina Hurricanes. And I think my best line that anybody used this week was Scott Mayfield. He said, rest is a weapon in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I absolutely love that line. And, and I think he's right because, let's face it, the Stanley Cup playoffs are a war of attrition. And, uh, you know, they got a couple of guys rested through that break uh, who Barry Trotz flat out said today would not have been able to play had the series against the Penguins gone beyond four. You're talking about guys like Scott Mayfield, like Cal Clutterbuck. And although Johnny Boychuk's not close, it did give him, you know, 10 days of rest before the Islanders had to play another game. So put him that much closer to coming back. You know, it reminds me of the Rangers teams when they've made their runs the last few years. They were unable to close out teams early. They always had a chance in game five and always seems the Rangers went six or seven in the first couple rounds. And then they would run out of gas in the conference final or when they got to they made the finals a few years ago. So if you have a chance to put a team away and get that rest, I, I like what Mayfield's saying right there. Yeah, I agree with you guys. And that was my feeling. You know, it seems so long ago now, a week ago Tuesday in Pittsburgh when they wrapped this thing up. But honestly, you know, when that game ended, it was from my side of it, just complete and total relief that they got it done and it was over and they didn't have to, you know, give the Penguins any life whatsoever, any breathing room, any chance to get back in the series at all with all those, you know, incredible future Hall of Famers that are on that roster. So I think, you know, the best thing they could have possibly done was sweep that series, not extend it any more than it had to be, and keep themselves as fresh as possible for, for this next series for a team, you know, that thinks they can go a long way. And let's face it, every team does now when every division winner has been knocked out in round one. It's crazy how wide open it is. Yeah, it, this this playoffs is, is definitely wild. Now let's turn it to Carolina for a little bit. You know, a couple familiar faces. Uh, Calvin DeHaan had a strong series, and obviously Nita, Nita Ryer, who, um, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about that that trade the whole whole entire series. But <laughs> but, but yeah, but there there are a couple uh, you know under the radar guys. You know, they're Sebastian Ajo. Ours is playing a bridge part right now, and you know, Taro Teravainen. I mean, th- their first line is is just pretty you know sneaky good. Yeah, and you're right, and that's uh, Nino Niederreiter is the one who joined those lines when he came over in that trade uh, from Minnesota. So absolutely, that's the the top line they're looking at right now for you know Aho in the middle with uh, Nino on the left and Teravainen on the right, and uh, that's some you know highly skilled guys who are all still very young in their careers. So much as we saw you know Pelican Pollock and the Sezikis line get the matchup against Crosby in the opening round, I think you know that's what Barry Trotz is looking at because beyond that first line. They kind of, you know, spread out their scoring across the next three lines, kind of similar to the way the Islanders do it. You know, both teams are very similar in their approach to this in that, you know, it's a full team effort. It's not a superstar-laden team like the Washington Capitals, like the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's really more about balance. And, uh, you know, I think if there's one line they have to shut down, obviously you have to key on that Ajo line. But uh, beyond that, they are very balanced in forwards, you know, 4 through 12, as the Islanders are. And they got a really terrific mobile defense, uh, especially, uh, you know, guys on the back end like Jacob Slavin, who had an unbelievable series against Washington. I mean, he had nine assists in the, in the seven games. So he's their leading scorer going into round two. So they have a bunch of back end guys who can join the rush. And, and Calvin DeHaan is certainly one of those as well. 
Now, we know Thomas Christ has amazing numbers against the Hurricanes, especially this season. And the, Hur- the Islanders ha- had success against the Hurricanes this year, although at times in most of those games, the Hurricanes really carried the play. Uh, is there any chance we see Grice here in this in start to start the series, or is just Laner the guy right now? Well, it's a great question. You would think it wouldn't be because of the way, you know, Robin Leonard was in the opening round. I mean, you break it down, he gave up essentially one even-strength goal against in every single game because obviously the Penguins only scored one total in games two, three, and four, but in that opening game at the Coliseum, they had one at even-strength, they had one on the power play, they had one with the extra man on the ice and the goal he pulled to end the game. So, you know, one goal against in each game, he's leading the NHL in goals against average and save percentage in the playoffs. You'd think it'd be a no-brainer. But again, he never played one minute against the Carolina Hurricanes in the regular season. I asked Robin about that today. I said, are you worried about that at all, that you haven't seen these guys at all? And he said, absolutely not. He goes, for me, it's about the puck. It's not about the guys. It's about stopping the puck, which doesn't change at all. But Barry Trotz was kind of coy because I asked Barry that same question. I said, are you worried that Robin you know, hasn't seen him all year? And he said, whichever goalie I decide to use, I'll have confidence in. So, yeah, Thomas Grice was kind of the uh, – the, the personal goalie, if you will, much like baseball teams sometimes have personal catchers for certain pitchers. He had played so well in those first three games against Carolina, held him to one goal in all three. Islanders won all three, and then the Canes finally won the last one. But, uh, again, Robin Leonard hasn't seen him at, seen them at all. And even on the other side, Peter Morazic played the first two games of the series, but those were back in October, so he hasn't seen the Islanders since October. Yeah, and that's where I think they have the – clear advantage in goaltending i think you know defense it's almost even maybe a slight edge to carolina i think the forwards get a slight edge to the islanders and i think the goaltending and coaching is where the islanders have the clear advantage yeah and and i agree with you about goaltending because like you know like we said you got robin leonard you got thomas grice ready to go uh if he falters so i certainly think if robin leonard had a bad game coming off the, the long break Barry wouldn't hesitate to go to Thomas Grice in games two or beyond if he felt that that would, you know, change the series. And, you know, Barry has talked about this a lot uh, since the playoffs began. You know, it's a race to four wins, and you can't wait. You just can't wait. So, uh, you know, if you've got to make the change, you've got to make it as quickly as possible. On the flip side of it, I heard, you know, Rod Brindamore again talking today about how he feels just as confident in Curtis McElhinney uh, if he needs to get him in there. And obviously it was Mrazek playing every minute of all seven games against the Washington Capitals. So, I give the edge to Islanders in goaltending and certainly in coaching, guys. I mean, look, Rod Brindamore did a tremendous job in his rookie season with the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, getting them to where they are right now. But you just can't beat, you know, what Barry Trotz and his staff have going right now, uh, what they did in the regular season, what they did against the Penguins, and the fact that the guy behind the New York bench uh, hoisted the cup back in June. That There's no substitute for that in my mind and, you know, has been through these wars so often in the last, you know, four years as the head coach of the Caps. What do the uh, is there anything the Hurricanes do specifically that can give the Islanders problems over the course of a long series like this? Yeah, just that mobile D, guys. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, they're really going to see guys jumping in like Slavin and Hamilton and Falk and DeHaan. I mean, those four guys can can really bring it. So, um, I think that's the key uh, for the Islanders. You know, they did such a good job uh, in the Penguin series of just locking it down. It was it was so systematic. It was so. Uh, incredible to watch when they got the lead against the Penguins, how they were able to shut things down. But I think, you know, Rod Brindamore uh, was talking today, too, about having, you know, come up to speed on the Islanders of late because he's been so involved in his series. But, you know, just praising how well the Islanders play defensively and how hard it is to get anything against them, how patient they are, how they'll wait for that one little opening and then just jump in. And once they have the lead, it, it's, it's just impossible to play, come from behind hockey against them. So, 
you know, I think for Brendan Moore's Canes, they got to get the D more involved because, you know, they outside of that one line, the scoring is pretty balanced below it, but there isn't one guy who stands out uh, in the bottom nine, if you will. So I think for the Islanders, it's just a, a much different situation than what they saw in Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh had some guys that could bring it from the back end, especially the Tang, but not to the numbers, I think, that they're going to see in Carolina. Right, and obviously if this series goes seven, there is, you know, not-so-secret weapon is Justin Williams, who obviously, you know, <laughs> made his presence felt again last night. So you kind of want to end this thing in six games at least. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to give Mr. Game 7 uh, any sniff at all, right? And, and Barry was asked about that today, too. Obviously, he coached Justin two years in Washington and, and said, uh, you know, he had nothing but total praise for the type of person he was. And I don't know if the listeners and you guys have watched the video of when Justin Williams enters that locker room last night at the end of the game. Uh, it's just incredible to see just the respect on everybody's faces when, uh, you know, he walks in and he was almost near tears. He really was uh, with how proud he was of the group and what they've done. He's a three-time Stanley Cup champion, and, uh, you know, yeah, you don't give him a chance to get to Game 7. I think that would be the message for the Islanders. So as we get to puck drop tomorrow night and as we get to finally get this series underway, although not finally for Carolina because it's been, it's been a very quick turnaround for them, but finally for the Islanders, what do they have to do to, to get through to the conference finals? Um, we talked about you know, Carolina's defense, but what from an Islander perspective can they take advantage of uh, to, to come, come out on top of this series? Well, hopefully, again, rested versus tired, you know, works in their favor because as, as high a mountain as I'm sure the Canes were on, you know, last night in D.C. in double overtime when it ended, they've got to be tired, too. So, I mean, they've got to use that rest as a weapon, get the legs onto them as quickly as they can, um, and hopefully it doesn't take even a full period before they feel like themselves. I know Anders Lee uh, this morning talked to me about, you know, getting that burn in your lungs off the bat when you haven't, you know, played in a long time. But he said, we're all used to that and we can all put it behind us uh, as quickly as we can. So, you know, to me, guys, it's just exactly what we saw in the Pittsburgh series. Just try to play that systematic hockey. Um, you know, even when they fell behind, how briefly it was in games two, three, and four, they got the immediate goal to get back in. And once they got the lead, it was just incredible to watch them play that lockdown D just to clog up the neutral zone and frustrate the Penguins all day long. So I don't think they need to change anything. They got incredible scoring, uh, balance out of the top three lines. Every defenseman that played in the series uh, had at least a point. The fourth line are the only three players that, that didn't get a point, so Zegas, Clutterbuck, and Martin, but they did such a good job on the Crosby line that that's all you could hope for. And uh, you hope that, again, Pollock and Pellick can, can have the same kind of shutdown series against Sid uh, that they will against the Canes. And I think, you know, Thomas Hickey's the wild card because the one change is going to be no Johnny Boychuk. And let's face it, you know, he brings an incredible amount of leadership, incredible amount of grit. Thomas Hickey's certainly a different hockey player. But I talked with him this morning, and he's been waiting for his opportunity. He can't wait to get it going. He's got the, you know, some amazing overtime goals in both the regular season and playoffs on his ledger. And uh, it looks like he's going to play alongside Nick Letty on that first pair, at least to start. So um, I think, again, they, they just need to do exactly what they did in the Penguin series and not try to change anything because it was dominant in every way, shape, and form. Chris, uh, thank you for a few minutes today, and we look forward to listening to you in the second round and hopefully, for, you know, conference finals and eventually the Stanley Cup. All right, guys, I hope to call 12 more wins. So uh, yeah, I know you're with <laughs> yeah. me on that, and, and thanks for having me tonight. I do appreciate it.